Psalms 139 verses 13 through 17 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me you are, your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Today on the Family Engagement Podcast, we're going to continue our four-part series called Home. And last week, we talked about the letter H for His Design. And today, we're going to go on to the letter O for Our Given Personality. Thank you for joining me today on the Family Engagement Podcast. My name is Jimmy Dunn, and I am the Associate Pastor of Families in Worship at Exchange Church in Arnold, Missouri. wanted to thank you all for um, the support that we've been getting so far. We've had uh, quite a number of people uh, listening in, uh, several in, in Missouri, but then actually through the reports, we're getting some people in Florida and some other states. So thank you for um, listening in. And I pray that we will be able to have great conversations so that way we can be connected and maybe even changing the way that we view families and marriage as a whole. Um, <clears throat> wanted to update you guys on a few things. Number one is we are in full mode. We have our Facebook is all up. We have our website, which is engagement.family.blog, B-L-O-G. And if you have any, any questions, you can email me at engagemyfamily at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, we're on the Facebook. Like us, share it, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. We are in full blown mode. <laughs> we are everywhere, and we are trying to reach people in a way that it changes their viewpoint of how they view marriage and family. And so we, I'm, like I said, I'm very excited about this four part series that we've been kind of starting on. And uh, it, like I said, it's something that I use in my premarital counseling and in my crisis counseling because I feel that. It is a mindset that we always must be aware of. And we had to start in the H as his design and see where God had created marriage in the beginning of families and what was intended to be, which a, a brief summary, God created Adam and Eve. So the sole purpose that they would uh, be fruitful and multiply and have a, have a relationship with him, walk with him, talk with him, and um, have families that would worship him. That was the whole idea and design of marriage and family. But then when sin happened, uh, our relationship broke because uh, Adam and Eve saw each other as naked and they were ashamed. And then our relationship with God broke. So now we live in a broken world and we have broken marriages and we have broken families. And so now what do we do? What do we do? What do we look at um, ourselves and say, do we end this? Do we continue on? And I believe God in his word says that he wants the family to be continued to do what it was always meant to do, which is to love each other, to be fruitful, and to have a relationship with him. 
And so we've been talking, you can go back and listen to that podcast in more depth. It's called H for His Design. Today, we're going to go over the O. The O in the home, H-O-M-E, stands for our given personality. Now, this is not going to be so much Bible-based as it is going to be tool-based, but I wanted to start with the Bible and, and Psalms 139 because I believe that that's the strongest case that I have, as we have as Christians, to give to show that God has designed us with a specific given personality. There's not going to be another you. There's not going to be another me. There's only going to be us once and for all. But personalities is different. I think when we look at psychology and we look at science, there there are this um, strong relationship-based ideas that we're each given a personality. And those personalities are finite. There are so many of them that kind of make up humanity. And so Myers-Briggs, if you've ever heard that before, uh, they kind of go into 16 different personalities that make up humanity. Everyone has one of these 16 personalities. And I believe that God has given us one of those 16 personalities at conception when he designs us, when he knits us in our mother's womb and he creates our DNA and he makes us who we are. And our personality is given by God. Now, one thing I want to put here is God is all 16 personalities. He, he, he's not made up of just one. He, and if we're made in his image into his likeness, then we are a part of the 16 personalities. Today, I want to go over and give you some resources and tools, how you can find what your personality is and what is your spouse or maybe um, the person you're planning on marrying, your fiance, or if you're single, that you can know your personality. And if you're preparing for marriage, who to look out for and, and what, what personalities that you, people that you are interacting with. What are some um, strong personalities to be paired up with and some that are going to be a little bit more of a struggle? And so um, I'm going to give you some tools and resources, but we're going to have a discussion about uh, who God created us to be. And so I want to go over real quick the Myers-Briggs. So Myers-Briggs, I don't know the whole history of Myers-Briggs. I've taken several of the tests in college and, and in my life. And one of the th- resources I'm going to put up on the Facebook page uh, when I post this, is go to 16personalities.com. Now, I'm not, um, they're not a sponsor. We're not, we're not, um, we have no relationship with this company, except I've used them throughout all my counselings and um, even just for myself because they give great details. They, uh, you take a test and then they tell you what your 16 personality, what one of your 16 personalities is, what your given personality and it gives you a description. It gives you, it tells you how you think, how you feel, how do you process things. And it even kind of gives you some, maybe even some celebrities that are like you in your personality. Um, tells you what personalities you work well with, some personalities that you struggle with. Um, tells you how to um, kind of overcome some things that you have. And I believe that a lot of our issues, specifically in the marriage, is that we don't know how to work with other people because of how they are. We, we struggle with, because people are different from us and we may have one train of thought and the person who we live with, or even maybe even work with has a different train of thought. And it's hard for us to manage and work through this life with different people. And so I'm going to quickly go over, there's four letters in the Myers-Briggs. Um, I'm an ENFP. That is my Myers-Briggs personality. Sam is, is opposite 
She is an ISTJ. Now, you can either be an E or an I, an N or an S, an F or a T, or a P or a J. Like you, or you are either one of those. And then you're a mixture of all those things. So then when you're given your personality, you're four letters. I'm going to quickly go over each one of these four, either one of the others, and describe them to you and show you through an example that I had, um, well, what Sam and I had with each other in the beginning of our marriage and why we learned this was very important to understand. So the E or an I, the first letter of your personality, E is for extrovert, I is for introvert. And what this comes down to, the category is, is where do you get your energy from? You see, I'm an E, I'm an extrovert. I get my energy being around people. I get so um, depressed. I don't want to use the word depressed. I get so um, anxious and worried whenever I don't have much interaction with people. I love spending time with people. I love going to uh, parties or get togethers or invite friends over for dinner or go out to dinner with people. And um, I, if I'm alone by myself at my house, I get very anxious. I get very. Uh, fidgety because I, I want to go find somebody to hang out with. I can't be by myself because I love people. I love to be around uh, people. I like going to functions. I get energy from it. Samantha, on the other hand, she's opposite for me. She's an introvert, which means she prefers to be a loner. She gets a lot of energy just being by herself or in a small group of people of her choosing. So I could I could meet new people. I can go to a party and um, or a function and meet new people and get to know them right away. If Sam meets a new person at a big party where there's a lot of people and it's loud, she gets so drained. But she prefers to be either by herself or just me and her, or maybe two and three of people of her closeness that she feels like she get, she can uh, bond with, and that way she can put her energy into those small relationships instead of spreading herself out throughout the whole entire, um, you know, room. And so when we go to a function, I'll be so jazzed up and energized and, and like, great. Wasn't that awesome? And she would be like, Oh, that was so awful. That was, you know, no, the party was fine, but I'm just so tired and I can't wait to get home and throw, you know, <laughs> throw a blanket on and go to sleep because she's just so exhausted. And the thing is, is that there was some conflict there in the beginning of our relationship because I just thought she was a party pooper. I just, I just thought that she just didn't like hanging out with my friends or, or like being around people. And uh, the truth was, is, is that she just gets so drained that she, she, her energy was being used in the wrong place. Um, and just a quick note, most of these when you take the test, you could be in the middle. You could be, well, I really like being around people, but I also like being by myself. And that's perfectly fine. There's there's a range. And when you go through your test, you'll see that. Uh, and then there's some give and take. Like Samantha has learned being married to me that we have to go out and meet with friends and meet with people or be um, spontaneous. And so she has to give a little bit to be able to meet my needs. And so she's like, okay, yeah, let's 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 go to this event or let's go to this uh, dinner with these people. And and she has learned to, to bend and her personality. And I've learned to bend where I really want to go out with someone. And I noticed that she's had a really rough day and all she wants to do is just stay at home and be with me. Then I have to turn some people down. I have to say no to some things because I want her to feel valued. So that's the E and the I and the Myers-Briggs. For the N and the S, it comes down to are you a detailed person or a big picture person? It's how you take in information. And the N is for intuition 
which is the big picture, and the S is for details, for sensing. And it's kind of like this. When I, Sam and I go <laughs> to the store, and we're going to go grocery shopping or we go to Walmart, whatever it is, I will go with no plans. I will walk around the store, and I will um, find things that I want. I will find things that I want to get, or maybe if I'm going through Lowe's, I'm getting a project and I will just kind of see the big picture of the project in my head. And I'll say, okay, well, I need some two by fours. Okay. I need some screws. Okay. I need some wood glue and I will kind of gather things as I go, as I need it. And Samantha is the I for, or I'm sorry, she's the S for sensing. And she would prefer to have a checklist before she even walked through the door on the store. <laughs> so she would say, okay, uh, I need screws check. And, and I need a two by fours check. I need um, wood glue check. And to be honest, every time there's a check that happens, it's like a, a battle that was just won. It was like a touchdown score. It gets so energizing. I know at home, when we're on the weekends, when we try to do some cleaning up or we're, we're doing some stuff around the house, uh, she'll talk to me the night before and say, okay, what are we going to do tomorrow? And I was I don't I don't know. This is kind of what I want to do. And she goes, okay, well, I want to go to grocery shopping and then I, I want to go out to go get some lunch and then I want to go do this. And she will just in her mind or even on an app will check mark the things that we would do throughout the day because she wants to have that organization. And for me, I just have the big picture of the idea. I say, okay, yeah, Saturday's fine. I, you know, I, I, want, I want to do this and I will, when we get there, we'll get there. We'll, we'll figure it out. And in the beginning of her marriage, it's, it's just, stressed her out. <laughs> it really frustrated her. Um, because what she needed from me was to be on her level, to be able to be a little bit more organized. That doesn't mean I was unorganized. It just, it just meant the fact that I just liked seeing the big picture. Another example is, um, you know, if you're building a house, like I know what I want the house to look like in, 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 in its structure, maybe some colors on the wall, but uh, I don't know what I want for, um, you know, the furniture to look like. I don't know what kind of the arts, artsy stuff on the walls are going to look like. But Samantha is great because she can, she can create all those boxes. She can find those things, those little detail things that I will overlook because all I care about is, is the big picture and I want to get there. But then she cares about all the little details. So there's a great balance in a marriage when one of you is a dreamer who, who has these ideas and when some one of you is a detailer who will get you to where your dream will need to be and will, and will kind of bring you up. And so, so far we're halfway through and that's something that's been a benefit for me. When Sam and I took our tests, we realized we were complete opposites. We were just like, oh no, I guess opposites attract, I guess, <laughs> you know, um, or, or I guess we're, we're going to have a real big struggle through our, our relationship. But the truth was, is that we found great benefit because we filled each other's spaces we filled each other's holes in our personalities. And so we became one, even though there were struggles on how we function, but it was a give and take and a bend in certain areas. And so we were able to fulfill each other's goals by being able to utilize each one's talents. Now, if you're both big picture people, that's great because you can probably just get along really well about your ideas, but you struggle on how to get there. So you'll have to utilize each other to figure out how you can stretch to become more detailed. If you're both detailed people, but you don't have a great big picture idea, then you may need to kind of loosen up and see um, the dream of where you want to go and let that be your goal, not how you get there. 
maybe not just the step-by-step, but yeah, maybe just dream a little bit on, on where you're seeing your sights of the future of maybe this project or, or maybe this job or um, even your marriage of where you want to go. You have to bend a little bit. I'm, I'm saying that, that none of this is, is black and white. We do need to bend. But I truly think if you know how each one of you function and how you each can bend for each other, then you're going to be well off on being able to support each other and who God has created you to be. The third section of your Myers-Briggs is either an F or a T. And this is where you get um, your decision-making. So the F would be for feelings. The T will be for thinking. And so this is where you get your decision, how you make decisions as an individual. How do you decide to buy this or how do you decide to um, go there or how you decide to do certain things? Now, I'm going to confess something to you. I was a manager at one point in time, and it was probably the worst year that uh, in my career that I was. I, I'm not a very good manager. I know that through my personality. I'm not a good manager. Um, I'm a good. I feel like I'm a good leader in, in most areas, but a manager, I'm not that great. The reason being is because I had an individual who was working under me, and they were not a good worker. They they were older, but yet they couldn't listen to my rules or the standards by which the job was set. And I had to constantly write them up. And every time I wrote them up, it was so hard because I just wanted to work with them. I wanted to connect with them. And at one point in time, I realized this person was kind of taking advantage of me. And I was writing them up and it came down and my boss said, okay, you need to fire them. I said, are you serious? Like, I got to let them go? Like, they're they're older, they're almost to retirement. Like I, I can't do that. And my boss was like, they're failing. You've wrote them up. It's their fault. You need to fire them. So I ended up having to bring this person to my office and sit them down and let them go. And I felt awful. I was, I was so wrecked. I came home and, and I told Sam about it and she listened to me and she heard me and she was trying to encourage me. And she said, you did nothing wrong. They broke the rules. They had several write-ups. Like that's the, that's, they didn't do their job. You had to do it. No big deal. And I just kept thinking like, oh, their, you know, their spouse is going to be upset. Their kids are going to be upset. You know, what are they going to do? And because again, as awful as that was, both sides were right. My side was right because I was trying to connect with this person on an emotional level and wanting to be their friend. I'm kind of like Michael Scott on The Office, if you know the terminology, wanting to be a boss and people's friends. Um, But the truth is, is that I I wanted to connect with that person. And there's nothing wrong with that, connecting with your employees, um, you know, uh, going out to eat with them, getting to know their families. But Sam was also right that the fact that they broke rules. They got write-ups. They weren't a good worker, and, and they had to learn a lesson. Both were right, but the truth was I was hurt because I was breaking this relationship. So even with our kids, I noticed that sometimes Sam um, will discipline because of rules, and then I will almost try to um, uh, try to go around some rules because of my my feelings towards my kids. Um, and then there's some areas where I'm all about the rules and Sam will be the comforter in the situation. So when it comes to kids and work, it's kind of different, but this, the truth is still there that we each are opposite, but both were right. But in our marriage and how we function and make decisions, whether it be, 
wall color or whether it be um, finances. Okay, I want to spend my money on going out to eat and spending time in relationship with my wife, but my wife will look at the budget and say, you know what, we just don't have money right now. We can't do that. And that has been a frustration in our marriage because I want to go out and do fun things and she's trying to keep us in the green in our budget. And so if I, could, if I take my feelings too hard on that, then we will be in a rough spot. And then she will feel like that she's just um, has to say no all the time and she feels frustrated because she's kind of handling the budget. So we, you have to work through those. You have to be a good balance on understanding that you know some decisions with thoughts and facts are good. And some decisions with feelings are good as well because there have been some times saying, you know, you're right. Um, we haven't gone on a date in a long time. We don't have a lot of money, but let's go get some coffee and spend you know, an hour at a coffee shop together and just talking, which that's great for me because I'm a relational person. So those, that's the third area for fact. How do you make decisions with your thoughts or thinking or feeling? The final letter set of your Myers-Briggs is P and J. P is for perception, which is free spirit, or J for judging, which is planning. Um, again, I don't know how they get these letters and names, um, but that's kind of their categories. So the P for um, for for a perception, which is a free spirit, it's are you just good with whatever? When something comes up and you're like, yeah, I'm fine. No big deal. Oh, this came up. No big deal. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm kind of open to everything. That's me. Sam is J for judging, which she's a planner. She, like I said before, she, she's detailed and she likes to plan her days out. She likes to plan her weeks out. If you look, came to our house, there's actually a menu on our, in our kitchen where it shows Monday through Sunday and she plans out her meals for dinner. And then she writes down her, her grocery list. And then, you know, if I come home Friday and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm a free spirit. You know, I, I want to go out to Mexico. Let's go out to Mexican. And she has on there for, uh, burgers. Then I kind of, kind of rocked it a little bit and she may get a little frustrated at the last second, but if it's in the means, then she'll be okay, let's go. Or she'll be like, look, I already got the burgers going. We got to stay, which then I can say, okay, yeah, no big deal. But Within the marriage, you got to figure out who is what because that might be a lot of frustration for someone who can't deviate from what they've already had planned in their head versus someone who just wants to get up and do whatever throughout the day. Now, if both of you are free spirits, then you probably have a pretty good relationship because you're both good with whatever. But you're probably really unorganized on how to plan things. You may double book things. You may promise to hang out with one person and then the day comes and you promise another person you hang out with them. So you may need to be a little bit more detailed and a little bit more planned. Or if both of you are planners, then both of you could be as a, as a couple, a little bit of a stick in the mud and you can't deviate from hanging out with anybody or doing any events or going out on any dates because your, your calendar is so packed. So you do have to bend and you do have to kind of feed into each other on if you're opposites or if you're the same, then you both need to bend together to be a pretty uh, balanced individual. Now, again, um, I think these are very important because God has given you your personality and in your marriage for a reason and the personality of your spouse for a reason. Sam and I are complete opposites, but we have learned in the past seven years how we can utilize each other's personality for the greater good of our marriage and our, and our family. And so I pray that as you go to 16 personalities and, and as you maybe even study Psalms 139, the whole chapter is great, but God was very specific in how he created you, how he designed you. He designed you how to think on how to feel, how to 
um, make decisions. He put his, part of his personality into you. And how can you use your personality in your family and in your marriage to worship him? Remember the first podcast that we did, we talked about whatever we do, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, let us glorify and worship God. So let's do that. Let's, let's be intentional about figuring out who God has created us to be and who our spouse to be and how can we work together to bring the best in us, in our marriage and in our families. So like I said, I'm going to put the 16 personalities up onto the website and the, and the um, Facebook page. I thank you for joining me today for discovering the letter O for our given personality and meet us next week for the letter M. And I want to remind you that an engaging family is a thriving family.